Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of light, the show of writing, academia, Garland, Texas, and Grey Goose. Yes, it is. Guess is the amazing Ian Riley, the new Texas brand ambassador for Grey Goose Vodka. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about a lot of deep things, perhaps even spiritual, astrological things, and we talk about Grey Goose and the fine minds behind it, including Francois Thibault, of which I'll bring that interview to you guys later this week. Cannot wait to share that amazing chat in what we could consider Grey Goose Vodka Week on the show to be not paid for, but these are great personalities and you guys really should get to know them. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this great chat with Ian Riley of Grey Goose Vodka. My mind. I was going to accept the the mantle of being a Gemini. It's yeah. more being in touch with the duality of life, and, and that there is never any one. There's never any one solution. There's never any one answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we never are able to have full certainty. And and of course, you know, in different situations, you you really have to be someone different. I mean, you know, I use the example of like, you know, imagine like your best closest friend right. and like the worst things that you guys have ever done. Like you're, like you're smiling right now just like thinking about <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Like, yeah. about how many times I injured <laughs> doing that shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. And like those are, those are great memories. Now imagine doing those things alongside like the person that you revere the most and, and that you respect the most and that you want to think, you know, yeah. most highly of you. And, and it would just never happen. And, and the point is that, you know, you in both of those cases are showing a, a different side. It's not that you're two different people. Right. It's that like you are you are able to you know uh, uh, shape who you are uh, in order to connect with them. And, and in a way, it's almost like those facets are designed for us to connect. Well, we're adapt- we have to be adaptive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, communication, body mm. language, it's all very reflexive, mm. and you have to make sure that you can cater to some, pe- some people. Will be really open. Yeah. And you may be like, all right, well, I'm going to be really open then. I'm going to mirror. <laughs> and then some people that are just one word answers. Right. And so you have to be, do you feel that's a valid or rather an, a valuable talent to have mm. as a brand ambassador, that you can be reflective of your audience? Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, and, I, and I'm, you know, I would never present myself as, as uh, the final word on ambassadorship just it's, a, it's a, a no no word. no I, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have i have a word yeah and and i would never present myself as as you know that uh because there is so much more to learn there's always more to learn. I, you mm-hmm. know just today uh you know it's kind of recapping with uh, with julien who mm-hmm. we met when he came with francois and we had a really wonderful conversation uh you know very uh it's always it's always very meaningful to me to you know when he gives guidance um yeah. because you know because he has such sort of a deft hand with with that, and that's an entirely other conversation. It's very, very helpful for me. You but know. doesn't he feel like he has this gravitas? Yeah. Oh, as yeah. A ma- as sure. a man, and he's not, he can't be that old. Yeah. No. Isn't he's he's not, what early thirties. Yeah. 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 But um, that's not, not much older than me. You're I, I don't actually right? know how old you are. I'm, not I'm, I'm thirty-seven. You're twenty-nine, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, yeah, but but yeah. So, but you like being around those folks. That of course. 
they just they can bring something into a room mm. yeah and they, it's there's a, it's like the Beatles song, man. Something in the way they move. You know? I mean, it is. It is. You're it such a romantic. Well, I didn't know you're romantic. I'm fucking Aquarius. You know, it's okay. It. I'm too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's true. It's true. Uh, and you know, I think that uh, it, what I can what I can bring to to kind of come back to to your original question. Yeah. Um, what what I can offer as as my word, uh, you know, for ambassadorship is that you know my approach at least. Is that of having some effect of like a mirror personality yeah. uh, of being able to read a room, to read the people in it, and and adapt and respond to that well, and and you know the goal of that being to connect, and I think that that's like at the heart of what we were talking about earlier, you right. know, kind of off off screen. What are we? What are we? Off yeah, mic, off you know? the record. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that was the exciting uh, shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> um, you know, but uh, you know, I, I think that. You you can either you know, we will all have facets that we show and a lot of things that we reserve to ourselves, yeah. and you know some some people will do that to uh, protect themselves as as a defense mechanism, uh, and some people will do that to connect with other people yeah. uh, as a way to say okay well you know I I see that this side of me is not something that you know that you would find whether it's palatable or whether you could even understand it right now, and and so I'll shape myself so that you can receive it. Yeah. Sense. I think that's ultimately diplomacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Allowing yeah, other definitely. people and allow allowing people to expand about the way that they feel without questioning them and without judging them. Yeah. And again, you know, maybe I'm a romantic, I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too much in my head. You have to talk to my closest friend to see for sure. But Yeah. That would be an interesting interview actually. <laughs> Um, and without you, about you. <laughs> without me, about me. We got yeah. one. Well, there's come one coming up next yeah, week. Like Two hundred episodes. I finally get to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's the most emotional day in Scotland. Scotland, right? Right. But talking about the duality, which I think is a really important thing, and this has just been on my mind today. I was having mm. a conversation earlier. Mm. Duality is fine. Yeah. Right. They, in a way, probably are complementary sides to ourselves. The one that's isolated that wants to be in nature, maybe. Mm. Then the gregarious side that wants to be out in the public, meeting people. Sure. All makes sense, right? And duality is completely fine. But in ourselves, there's always this duality. Mm. But the way that I feel people have been talking to each other lately, uh, it is black and it is white. And without naming names at the greatest level of government, which isn't really the point. Yeah. The way that people are talking about things, whether mm. it's politics, whether it's movies, whether it's Beyonce, yeah. it's all polarized why do you think it's come down to me versus you yeah that's a big question and that i is, know that yeah you're on the higher seat so. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> um you know i i think it you know i, I it's something that i've been dwelling on yeah uh, uh, i think that all of us have i i actually you know i would venture that i see it kind of pop up and it just kind of like rear its head a little bit so often in daily yeah. conversation and and i think that we're still uh, sort of nervous to discuss that, uh, and I think that it does, in a way, tie into what we're talking about with with facets. That, yeah. like, you know, it's either to defend, to to protect, you know, the self, or to share defense uh, mechanism in its yeah. way too. When you talk right. about it, mm. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be right. called out. I don't want right, to feel right, afraid. Right. You know, yeah, you know, to to be careful about about what you say. When and thank you for not mentioning any names. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that makes it much easier for me to talk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. Right. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, but I, I think regardless of of where you sit, uh, be it politically, socially, economically, all all the you know millions of things that are tied into uh, uh, the zeitgeist right now, yeah. uh, and the fact that I mean, just imagine like 
a few years ago, you know, uh, what the average conversation on social media was about compared to today. And, and it's it really a lot shorter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot more succinct in nature, I would right. say. Um, anyway, but so, you know, to that end, I think that uh, you see trends like that. Uh, thinking of thinking of society as an individual, uh, and that's kind of where I want to yeah. like apply that. Uh, thinking of society as an individual, you, you see trends like that when uh, when we are as a nation, as a society, whatever, yeah. uh, defending ourselves uh, and things like uh, you know not to not perfectly quote you know uh, uh, the wisest of all teachers uh, Yoda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty know. wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think it certainly rings true, and, and obviously, you know, it's sourced from a lot of a lot of uh, truly you know great thinkers that actually existed and and, and wrote these things. Uh, you know, but that uh, all of all of the things that we're seeing, the anger and the hatred and and the uh, uh, violence. You very, know, yeah, uh, very definitive emotions. Right. Right. Black. right. Mm-hmm. Or white. Yes, yeah. All all of these things uh, are coming from fear. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think that, you know, because we are in that sort of survival mode, uh, for lack of a better word, you don't, when you're trying to survive, like, you don't make room, uh, you don't make allowances for, like, oh, well, I'd, I'd like to understand you, and maybe, like, you know, maybe we can come together and whatever. Like, yeah. if, you, if you sense that you're fighting for survival, uh, you know, all that goes out the window. And and that doesn't mean that you know a lot of the people that are involved actually are fighting for survival. They perceive that that's right. This is, this is a the defense brain mechanism. function, You're right? Which yeah. actually is a mechanism of I think the frontal lobe that yeah. is a flight or flight response. Right. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that I think that you know we're seeing sort of a macro you know fight or flight response. Yeah. Uh, you know economic woes. Uh, you know uh, uh, like the conflict that comes from uh, uh, what seems to be you know uh, an approach to a global society. Uh, you know, where you have, you know, the, the whole notion that, you know, one man sharpens another, right. which may be true, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not destructive and, and painful in the process. And I, I think that uh, I, I, as optimistic as, as it sounds and, and strange that I would take it there, I think that, like, there is the opportunity mm. uh, for us to come out better for it. Uh, and, and I think that those are decisions that we have to make individually. It, it makes me think of uh, Dallas after the uh, uh, real tragedy last year. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, there was a, a shooting, I believe, six police officers that right. lost their lives and, and you know, several more, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, public servants and, and civilians that were, that were sure. injured. Um, and, you know, I, I think, because you look at some of the other things that were happening and, and you know, uh, Detroit and Ferguson and, and things like Baltimore, that. Baltimore, man. It, Baltimore, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it could have it very much turned into those kinds of situations. Uh, and, and it didn't. And and I think that was very much. I, I I'm very proud of my city. Yeah. Uh, and and the fact that you know we responded to that and and the sort of agitators that wanted to make it into something. Try wanted to champion. Yeah. What's the word? Uh, destabilize it mm-hmm. in a way, right? Yeah. Um. And, and I think that as a whole, Dallas just kind of said, "No thanks. We're not having that." Yeah. Uh. And and I'm really proud that 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 there was nothing in the wake of that. Uh. And, and that you know people, by and large, sort of recognized it for what it was which was uh, one lone, very disturbed person uh, who was sadly very equipped to, to hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think... Uh, I, so I think, that there's, I think that there's an optimistic view to be taken sure. um, with the circumstances. That doesn't mean that, you know... That doesn't mean that necessarily that we should... Uh, 
that we should respond to it um, and, and embrace, you know, the kinds of things that we're seeing. Do you feel like, so you use the word optimism, mm. if you had a role in all this, and maybe implicitly our purpose in this life, we do have a role, maybe, yeah. right? Maybe. To maybe inspire, yeah. to maybe learn. I don't know, what the, whatever the dynamic may be. But for you, do you feel like there's a pretty clear path for you here? Doesn't This doesn't have to be mm. career, right? But just mm, yeah. kind of paradigm-wise and philosophically, are you the guy that comes in and says, Yes, this may suck, but it will absolutely be better. Mm. Uh, I I try to be. I try yeah. to be always. Um, and and you know, I think I, I certainly look to my betters. Uh, you know, for for guidance. I have a lot of I have a lot of heroes. A lot of heroes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that like that. You only you only have choices like uh, you know who you are and how you define yourself and, and how the world perceives you uh, like is really just a combination of the choices that you make yeah. uh, and I think that it's a wasted choice uh, to give up to you know uh, take a unnecessarily negative attitude yeah. um, and to go anywhere below like frank acceptance of of reality uh, is is a wasted opportunity uh, to have been somebody better than you were yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I also think of, uh, <laughs> I, you know, in something a little bit less lofty, I, I think of the 40% rule, yeah. uh, in this case too, which it sounds like you're familiar with. That will pray to, I'm familiar with, so 80, 20, but tell me what the 40% oh, is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, 80, 20, which is a, another, a, that one another wonderful totally, numerical yeah. rule. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll do Fibonacci next. Uh, <laughs> um, Archimedes somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah. Fat guy toy. Yeah. The, we're the anyway. all math today, guys. All math. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> politics and math it's gonna be great <laughs> um no uh so the 40 percent rule is not nearly so lofty as that actually uh it's uh it's the idea that when you are uh undergoing physical stress yeah uh that when your body tells you stop i'm done i hurt like i don't want to go any further that is 40 percent uh and no it's, kidding yeah and you know, forget about forget about like the science behind that or anything like that. No, I, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not even trying to present it as like you know this is like a well documented thing. Sure. Uh, it's it's sort of a tool to take advantage of the more uh, nebulous idea of mind over matter. Yeah. To say okay, cool. Like I like this is terrible. My body is telling me that I can't go any further. Cool. Start the clock. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely um, understand that. Yeah. And I, and to just say okay. So like I, I feel like I can't do anymore. So I'm gonna do twice as much as I did, and then I'm gonna do another, you know, fifty percent. Right. I'm gonna push until I just, yeah. yeah. And and you know what? Like if if you can't do it, then then you know, yeah, your body was was actually like eventually your body will give out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's not it's not usually I it's never no maybe maybe once or twice that's happened to me. It's uh, that I just could not get back up. Yeah, but your body, I mean, it's so resilient. Mm. It's meant to grow. It's meant to put up. So right, much in a, another couple minutes, I got back up, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's such an interesting thing, and I, I like that. So if we were to summarize it, yeah. it may hurt and it may feel strange, maybe even counterintuitive, but sometimes when you work through that, you have the biggest realizations ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing. Yeah. Well, so here, here I'm, I'm left here, man. You've talked to hundreds of people now, which has been a lovely pre- pleasure, and man. you... You're an insightful fucking guy. <laughs> and, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just presenting that facet. Well, maybe <laughs> they made um, the gra- Bacardi made a great hire. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, I but appreciate that. Yeah. You um, so you graduated in 2006 from Garland, yeah, right? Yeah, I know that's right. about Garland. I mean, I like the an amazing city. Yeah, 
I mean, what do you know about Ireland? <laughs> just the four times I drove through it. Okay, there. okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, no real, real insight. But yeah, it's not very interesting. As a kid, then growing up in Garland, yeah. what are you getting into? Are you studying? Are you playing music? Are you skateboarding? Mm. What kinds of things. You know, uh, I think that like I, I've always been somebody who will develop an interest and will apply myself to it completely, a hundred percent. And you know, you'll hear me talk about it all the time whenever I'm into it. Uh, and then oftentimes, you know, I would sort of expend it or I, I would have learned from it what I wanted and, and kind of put that aside and there would be something else. In some mm. um, so, you know, I, I had a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of hobbies, uh, a lot of, you know, things that I would, that I would explore and, you know, some, some that I continue and some that I kind of, you know. Put What's one that's or, remained in your life? One that's from, remained from, in my life. From childhood. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I, I mean, the, the obvious one to go to, like, because in a way, like, it, it's not, oh, I hate I hate this word, but it's true. <laughs> like the like that's part of like my brand, you know. Sure. Um, but like I, 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 hate, the, I hate that word. But yeah, eight years old. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, uh, like outdoorsmanship and and you know, uh, going into going going into wild places and and you know, uh, surviving, testing yourself. You know, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's an actual outdoors mm-hmm. nature versus you kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, and and I you know had done that since I was very young. I think it probably went camping for the first time when I was like six uh and and got to do a lot of really like exciting and and kind of bizarre things yeah. uh you know as I grew up in that you know my and my father was was really uh wonderful I was very lucky uh you know and and the parents that I had and and my father was very much present and yeah. very much you know engaged and has a wonderful gift for teaching and raising what was he doing people. for what, uh, what industry uh, was he in so uh so he actually still he actually still does work uh, he's an accountant um, you know, yeah, which as those are, that's not typically a characteristic <laughs> of an accountant. No, no, it's really not. He's he's the he's the like least accountanty accountant that you'll ever meet. Uh, <laughs> he's in, incredibly personable and gregarious, yeah. and and you know dominates whatever room he he walks into. That's and, amazing. Uh, and your you mother, know. what what industry was she in? Uh, actually, she she doesn't work, uh, oh, and nice. and she didn't since certainly since we were born. I couldn't tell you how far back it was when yeah. we were married that she stopped working. Wow. Um, you know, but they they actually met. Uh, they met working. Uh, you know, they're both working for uh, for Seven Eleven actually. No kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, strange. Um, back, I, I guess that was you know in the seven in the seventies was when they were kind of like really like making moves, I guess, and, yeah. and really growing. It was very you know explosive. The heyday, so, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the the golden days. The golden yes, days. The golden oh, days. Okay. Yeah, the golden days. Yeah. <laughs> There's always some um, golden days. But yeah. so yes, yeah, so, okay. So they're in the office study. Much exposure then to the outside, mm, yeah. the outdoors, like being challenged. Were you, we can talk about physical challenges, sure. not double yeah. dare style, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> but lifting, perhaps, running, really, really pushing your body right. forward. Anything that you were interested in that area? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I would say, and and it seems like you're asking, like, on top of, you know, outdoorsmanship, did I take an interest? It, yeah. in, did I take an interest in specifically like uh, fitness exercise? Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, not at all. No. Not until not until you know recently. I mean, my fiance really uh, kind of uh, uh, drew me into that world, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, I, I told her I wanted it. I just told her I would hate it for a while. She would have to tolerate that. Which <laughs> you're very, experiencing she's the forty percent rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're experiencing the forty percent rule yeah. of me. Uh, yeah, that's our day to day life. <laughs> well, it um, comes around, though. Right. Well, so then your dad, obviously being an accountant, mm-hmm. perhaps he's a CPA, perhaps not, but yes, yeah, yeah. D- definitely had to go to school. Yep. 
and definitely that straight and narrow path. Mm-hmm. You graduate in 2006. Right. Because I remember this because basically it's always about me when I look at the dates. I'm like, God, I'm yeah. really fucking old. <laughs> but so you're out, you're, you're in Garland, mm. 2006. Do you have your eyes set on a larger, bigger place? Or is it simply academia? No, I, I totally did. And it was, uh, it did not work out that way at all. And I, and I totally did. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it almost seems ridiculous now. Although I guess the conversation we're having, it'll make a lot of sense to you. Yeah. This is not like my daily, you know, casual conversation that I have with people, obviously. Uh, but at that time, I was uh, this idealistic 18-year-old kid who is, who's very, very, you know, steeped, ingrained in, in literature and, yeah. and, you know, kind of the whole range. And uh, I, I was like 250 pages into an unfinished novel and, and was like, you know, so looking for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, you know, I was looking for like uh, professors to help me grow my craft and, you know, peers to, to you know, challenge each other and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I had this really sort of idealistic idea of, of what, the, uh, what the college experience would, would be like for me. But at the same time, uh, I was, ah, uh, what's the right word for that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hinging, uh, I'm hinging what is, what words, is the yeah. What is the combination of naive and, uh, uh, there's a very specific word for this, um, hubris. Hubris, yeah, oh. like the combination of those, yeah. Oh, that's a big um, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, so basically somewhat arrogant which for the record is still there <laughs> <laughs> yeah how, how else can you be good at stuff with that a little <laughs> right a little little shot of arrogance now and again so well so i want to talk about the, the writing piece right yes that's amazing you felt you were capable of writing a novel yeah which anybody I did is feel that, yeah. no it doesn't matter if you haven't lived much or right. not like you can yeah, still yeah. think about it no sure you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so you can always create this things is, yeah. what what kind in the vein of who would you say who is inspiring you mm. stylistically okay uh you know i was really i was really interested in uh you know dave eggers and uh you know uh gosh i i am reaching for his name and nouns have just slipped out of my head i think i like three hours of sleep last night uh you look good i thank you hours. thank you uh i i he's he's a japanese writer and, and, and very oh, wonderful Mira, and, Mirakami? Or, yes thank yeah, you Haruki yeah, Murakami. yes yeah. i was i was trying i was about to say uh, i kept trying to say miyamoto musashi who's like a famous like samurai and totally yeah. <laughs> not applicable to this conversation he influences so. my writing. although his writing actually his writing actually is incredible is he, really? uh, yeah the book of five rings is better than the art of war for sure holy shit no, yeah yeah, yeah no idea i had no idea yeah um i so okay sure yeah i also i also like miyamoto musashi that's fine um <laughs> but yeah Haruki murakami was definitely uh, uh, something that I like connected with very ornate writing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh, you know sort of like in the same way that uh, you know Gabriel uh, Garcia Marquez uh, is yeah. uh, uh, mysticism and and sure. you know uh, deeply passionate. Man. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, who interestingly uh, he I, I don't know if you know this about Murakami, but he actually has a, a real history in, in look at culture. Does he really? Yeah, I yeah. Um, so before he was right, he, he started writing about thirty years old. So like you know, I've still got time if I want to start it up. Sure, you got a year. <laughs> uh, Get right. on it. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, he uh, when he was twenty six, uh, he opened a bar with his new wife. Uh, it was you know the early seventies, and that was a, a no real way. that was sort of like the fifties were for America, seventies yeah. in Japan. Um, and, and he and his wife, I think, in a suburb of Tokyo, uh, opened a cocktail bar called Peter Cat. Uh, yeah, and this is and crazy. They, it, like it's I I honestly like ah oh, man now everyone's gonna hear this and they're gonna do it. <laughs> I've always yeah, wanted I've always true. wanted to like recreate that you know. Uh, oh my god, that's yeah. amazing! Because I mean, what like what an amazing like I mean, you just described that bar ignoring the fact that it's tied into Murakami as right. well. 
uh, and you know, just like yeah, it's it's called Peter Cat, and like they play like you know vinyl jazz and incredible selection. And uh, actually, uh, someone has put on Spotify. I don't think it's him, but someone has put on Spotify uh, his like massive like jazz the selection. playlist for, for the bar. I, I don't know about the bar, but no, like but right. Let's just say yeah, just the legend right. Here, you, the all you, all you got to do is just play that list. Holy, yeah. um, and it's essentially Peter Cat now. I mean, this uh, is kind of like a lost gem. I didn't even realize this. <laughs> a man know. who can write yeah. so ornately and so deep beautifully to create an experience. <laughs> yes, Ooh. a tangible experience Ooh, think yeah. about that well yeah. I'll, you know let's let everybody just sit yeah at the edge of well yeah i just i just gave it that. i just gave it away so now i gotta i gotta rush to do it first <laughs> <laughs> see i've been i've been yeah you drew you drew it out of no me no better, better I, time i've kept that i've kept that for so long damn it all right you do you're good at what this, you do this terrible <laughs> this terrible thing yeah to do to people did you abandon the dream mm. per se yes. of writing i did yeah you, uh, you i haven't written a long time flat out yeah, I you know, and and not to say that like it is it doesn't inform who I am and and the way that I interact with the world, mm. uh, and and you know I'm certainly good at writing copy and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know? yeah, uh, uh, and and I think you know also in in the way that I uh, conversate, I, I have been accused of being loquacious, which makes sense mm. when you you know consider that I'm listing off like. Uh, well, you did use of... the word lofty earlier. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, going going for all the L's today. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I, I think that it does like kind of inform who I am. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a part of me, but it's not a a facet that I necessarily pursue in, in an active kind of way. It's just like much like much like you know Peter Cat from Murakami. Like it's it's back there, and, and if you read his novels with that knowledge, you see he has this incredible love of of cocktail bars, of jazz, of mm. and, and certainly uh, uh, of people. I imagine that's really where he began to explore. Um, you know uh, his understanding of of people and really makes them tick, uh, and so I think I think that's there for me as well. But I you know I don't think I've written in a literary you know uh, uh, sense in a long time. You seem insanely cultured. Again, I go back to the accountant thing. So that, that is, it's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, counterintuitive for me, yeah. and maybe I'm just stereotyping and shame on me for mm. doing that. Yeah. But at this point, you know, you're 29 years old. Have you, beyond, you know, you've worked at some great parts, which we'll talk about here just in a second, sure, but sure, yeah. have you seen the world the way that you want to, or at least a portion of it yet? Um, have I seen the world in the way that I want to is sort of like two questions in one, yes, isn't fair. it? Uh, and uh, have I seen the world? Uh, I can never say that. Yeah. Uh, because, like, even even while you know, uh, I actually, as a matter of fact, I, sh- I should say this too. Uh, I've I've actually never left the country. So uh, when oh, okay. I yeah, uh, when I go to visit Le Logis, which is which is where Grey Goose is produced yeah. uh, in in Picardy, uh, that will be the first time. Yeah, that'll that'll be the first time that I that I leave because uh, we will not go on our honeymoon until after that. So probably. Wow. Uh, you know, so which you know, I think a lot of people are shocked by things like that when I when I sort of throw them out there. I'm slightly not, shocked. It's not yeah, it's not something I bring up, you know, often, uh, but we there there are things that all of us have not experienced, you know? Well, and absolutely. I think yeah, uh, I It doesn't I think, make you lesser. It's sure. just yeah. you feel so entrenched so. and so ensconced in culture. Yeah. But not just American culture. Right. So right. you see how I can yeah. get that sentiment. I mean, yeah. kind of exude this European <laughs> suave. I consider myself a, a citizen of the world. So. <laughs> and that's how you um, met your fiance. Saying <laughs> something yeah. just yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but uh, no, so yeah, so I never, I've never left the country. 
as of yet. Uh, and there's plenty of things that I haven't done, yeah. and plenty of things that I that I may never get to do. Right, uh, and and I'm, I embrace that. I think you know. I, I don't think that to do them is to live. I don't think to not do them is is to not live. You're I think that right. there's yeah. there's lots of you know pretty you know Instagram quotes that would suggest otherwise, and yeah. and I think that that's uh, I think that that's too. I think it's to sell yourself short to miss like the greater picture, which is that a you can never experience all of that, and we will miss so much. Yeah. But at the same time, that we will get to experience something that no one else, that no one else will get. Yeah. Uh, and and I think to to embrace that, to embrace your own path and wherever that may take you, uh, is perhaps more valuable Absolutely. than to go chase what you think that it should be. Because yeah. I think that's what you usually, and, and you know, uh, uh, many people that I, that I read would, would, you know, tell you that same thing. I, for go some live reason, your life. Yeah. Go have the journey. Right, right. But then the once storm. it's done, it didn't matter. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, it always matters in some right. respect. Though. You know you know what I mean. I like, do, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking of Rudyard Kipling for some reason. I don't really well, know. Well, like if you don't kill a bunch of people and you have a story <laughs> no, about that, it. it was, yeah. The numbers weren't there. You know, <laughs> right, the numbers yeah. on the board. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't necessarily what I was going for, but yeah. But no, it's a, it's, um, you're right. It's an interesting dichotomy there. Mm. Given that you can go introspectively and commit these thoughts, probably mm. beautiful thoughts to the page. Are you able to connect with people as well? Because these mm. latest chapters, you know, you were at People's Last Stand, you sure. at Jewel, you're at a, yeah. obviously then stepped in brand, brand ambassadorship. Yeah. The hospitality piece, do you like interfacing with people? Yeah. Learning about them? Wow. That's like, that's such a, that's such an enormous question, I think, for anyone in, in hospitality. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's something that there's been more discourse about in, in, you know, recent years, mm. uh, which which I appreciate, and I think uh, I, I certainly uh, one of the things that I you know am becoming you know more passionate about as as time goes on is uh, uh, like wellness, whether you can call it programs or whatever mm-hmm. you want, uh, and and that can be everything you know, physical, mental, you know, all, all this kind of medical, sure, uh, uh, financial uh, for the hospitality community because I think that we are so ingrained in this idea of being people that can just adapt, make things happen get it done like you know and you work hard and you hustle and, and you get a little bit a little piece of the pie when you're done uh and and i think that they don't really there's not a lot of opportunity to sort of think of the self and and take care of yourself i think that it's almost celebrated to not you know you're um, you're right and, and going real quick going back yeah, to the yeah, concept yeah. of being superficial yes that's yeah. a way that even further mm. dilutes your ability to have emotional and mental health right because yeah. you're just turning you're not even opening the window all the way right exactly so. um and the reason the reason that i bring that up uh i, I do i want to answer that that wasn't just a clever no, evasion no. of your question <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but uh you know the the reason that i that i bring that up is because i think that i would answer both um at the same time and i think that a lot of hospitality professionals would relate to that because I, what i have found most in the people that are best at it is that they give too much uh which is strange at the right? cost of their bodies and their yes. minds right yes yeah, yeah absolutely uh, they they give too much and uh, it it helped because they're so passionate about achieving it, um, you know that that they throw their own wellness in many ways, uh, you know financial or, or medical or whatever yeah. uh, uh, by the wayside in order to you know achieve this greater goal that to them holds more meaning uh, in in creating experiences and and so forth. Uh, but so so anyway, so I, I bring that up to say uh, that like I. As the years have gone on uh, of being in, in the hospitality industry, yeah. and as I've thought about this more, and as I've I've begun to process my own place in it, 
uh, I've tried to balance that as much as I can and to create spaces where I can give all and to create, create spaces where I give none. Mm. Uh, you know, if that makes sense. And of course, you know, giving none away just from, means more for, to so you can to, to remove yourself, it, right? Exactly. Because you, yeah. you have to spend that alone time. Yes, you have yeah. to have the quiet. Time. And it doesn't even have to be alone. You know, I oh, I, sure. I, I yeah, really no, value my love. Kind of is yeah, um, recharges us too, right? Right, Actual and love. and you know, pursuing whatever it is that that you want to do with whoever it is that you want to do, and and you know, uh, because it becomes ingrained in hospitality profession very very much in myself as well. Yeah. Uh, to always be on, and so you'll find like I mean, we joke about like. Uh, calling behind in a, in a grocery store and, and people giving you strange looks and stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's indicative of a larger uh, perspective in which you are constantly thinking about the way that the rest of the world perceives you mm. and about the way that you're affecting them uh, and try to shape yourself yeah. to give the best to them. Uh, and, and that can be incredibly draining and eventually people tend to break. And I think, you know, uh, they're examples of that that are coming to my mind that, that well you know it's to, it's a, we're today's a very interesting day mm. the austin bar scene and the industry on the whole sure uh, some of some very close friends were involved in a, a sexual assault okay which yeah. happens more more and more yeah i i, I do actually i'm i'm aware yeah. i i don't know anyone involved i'm aware yeah they're, they're actual friends yeah. you know and I go back and as you're talking about people giving themselves up mm. uh, for the sake of their mental health, for the sake of their physical well-being, yeah. right? Yeah. I see like all the people involved are ama- amazing people, but the right. particular one that was maybe the provocateur, the instigator, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Perpetrator, I think is the right word, sure. legally. But it's a pressure, man, yeah. being everything to everybody. And do you, had there been a moment for you, you I mean, still quite young still yeah. onto this and being in brand ambassador i think you get to control that narrative mm. a little bit better you can sure. give exactly how much you want right. you don't own gray goose which is good and bad maybe depending <laughs> <laughs> well i i sure i sure would have liked to be sydney frank you know? yeah <laughs> I, like cool, closing and closing out the tab at four billion is like bad yeah could be worse <laughs> could be worse but did you ever reach a crossroads in which you said i'm gonna have to reel it back i think i really need to mm. yeah. be more more private yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that I think that's always happening. I think it's always happening, um, and I think that uh, I can't I can't speak to this subject without you know saying certain things. Sure. Uh, just you know the fact that I am aware of it, the fact that I don't know either one of the people involved personally, right. the fact that I would like to you know to know both of them, and, and of course I'm I'm coming into Austin. It's worth saying. Yeah, I'm I'm coming into Austin. I lived here you know six years ago. But I mean, the city's turned over. I, I barely you know anybody there? here. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, before I went to Dallas, I, I was in Austin for for years. So Garland to Austin? Uh, well, no, uh, Garland to Baton Rouge. Uh, actually, that was. Um, so got this we never really touched that. We never really touched look, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we never really touched that. Uh, I, I went there, and, and I was you know in Louisiana uh, uh, for a bit, and kind of like bopped around there, and uh, went back and and went back to Texas, and. Uh, moved to Austin. That was, you know, Austin was a way to kind of that. That was where I kind of like settled down, and and that was a, a choice for me. Uh, that was where I wanted to go and and just you or with yeah. love as well. Uh, no, yeah, just, just me. you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was not. I was not chasing love. I, I think I was. Uh, it was very much running away. Even though I, I could make it sound prettier and say that I was, you know, I was chasing myself and right. discovering myself. I, I was. I was running away. 
and and you know I'm not saying that I would go back. I just you you know hindsight is twenty twenty, and you understand better. Um, yeah. Do you like coming back then? Can you kind of? Mm. I imagine being in touch with you know Dwayne, who's sure. deeply entrenched sure. yeah, in this absolutely. industry. Are you feeling any of these pangs as you come back into Austin? You kind of sense something's in the wind, pangs. something amiss. Um, just given this stuff is like really mm. rocked. It rocked. I think that's an apt word for what's yeah. really going on today. Yeah. I think here's what I think. I think that uh, in my early life. You know, I, I would say that there's an element of, of running away from, from a lot of the moves that I made. And I think that I kind of made a, you know, made a stand, made a change, found myself, everyone has call it in, in Dallas. And, and so it is, it is kind of interesting to return to Austin, uh, especially in this capacity and, and one that I would feel comfortable saying some yeah. degree of success at, at 28, 29, you know, yeah. uh, and, and certainly not having gone to college or all that kind of stuff or certainly finished it i guess yeah That's, started yeah um yeah 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 that was uh that was that was why i was in uh, baton rouge actually went to uh well so i was telling you you yeah. know that uh that i was writing this novel and so the the unfinished aspect of that was that uh with all that uh i was also uh that that sort of hubris uh and and i was like well I, you know i don't really care where i go i can i can do this on my own i don't need any help whatever so I just I took the first place that gave me a full ride, uh, you know, just because like you know to, to satisfy yeah. my family I think, um, which is is not to a knock on them uh, that was that was my own choice, uh, but I made it for someone else and and I got there and of course discovered something very different than what I described earlier yeah uh, and and so I kind of fled that and tried to find some place to settle down and 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 finally did uh, in Austin and you know I think I did the same thing from Austin I just you know on kind of on all fronts it just wasn't. It wasn't working out the way that I that I would want, and and you know I I wasn't making progress, and and also I looked at the people around me, which is not you know I I would hope if any of them listen to that that I, that I would not be saying that uh, that I, that I'm describing them in this way, but, right? Uh, that I looked at them and I didn't see growth for them and their future either, and I, and I certainly didn't see any of mine. It was very stagnant. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't want to say city. But certainly, like where I was in hospitality right. and, and so forth. Did, uh, did, so, so, do you remember any of the places you might have worked then here in Austin? Uh, I remember. I remember Garritos for sure. Oh uh, yeah, because I spent some. I spent some time there. I, uh, which was when I don't even. I have no idea what David Garrido's doing. Yeah. You know now, uh, but like, you know, he was uh, uh, you know the exec at Jeffries for like fifteen years or something, mm. and and went off on his own and did you know a kind of like fun creative idea uh, uh mixing his uh culinary interests with i think what was uh uh you know very hot back then yeah right? um, what's great but it's just crazy yeah. because to know that you and i could have been in the same room at the same time yeah it's totally possible it's yeah. really it's amazing <laughs> it really yeah. is and so this is you know this is the thing is like yes i i don't want to discount or downplay what was obviously a successful career in the cocktail piece mm. right and being yeah. behind the bar and you start working with whiskey, and so this sure. this makes sense too. But sure. but the thing is, like, for me, if if I have one ability, even if it's weak, it's that I feel like I understand when people meet the right opportunity. Mm, yeah, that they've been matched with the right org. Yeah, right. You could call right. it that. Yeah. And Ooh, just yeah. see now we're delving into into your past. <laughs> what were you <laughs> doing? What were you doing professionally before this? Yeah, <laughs> still uh, am doing that. Thing. Okay. Lots okay. Of shit going on. But yeah. we'll talk about the org charts later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but second week of July, how long? You know, you're officially. I think it was like July 17th, July 10th, something like that. You officially started. Yes. With yeah, Goose. July 10th. Yeah. July 10th. Mm -hmm. And 
how long have you been talking to those guys? Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I had kind of gotten wind of it uh, a few months out, uh, you know, from uh, someone that I would definitely consider a, you know, a, a, a patron or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, someone who someone who's invested in my success, uh, you know, who's, who's been successful in Bacardi uh, and, and kind of got wind of it and was it was just kind of in the back of my mind uh, knowing that it was out there. I think I wanted to play towards that. I don't. I don't think that I was trying to be too aggressive per se, right. and just and just looking for for the right moment. Uh, I did get to actually meet Francois and Julianne when they came through town. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, amazing guys. Yeah, they, you know, I imagine the exact same time that, that they were here. That's right. Know, yeah, uh, I would have met them in Dallas, and uh, that was a really a really wonderful experience, and and certainly you know began to really change my perspective on the on the brand because I knew it was an opportunity professionally, uh, but I wasn't invested in it until then. And it was after that um, that I started reaching out a little bit more mm. aggressively. I this guess is a you team say. I might like to play for. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a uh, because agent, guys, you know, I'm yeah. Love. I mean, you know, it's it's great that you've been incredibly successful, and and you know, like that you've uh, uh, been able to to top the charts and and right. you know uh, uh, and do this kind of stuff. Pro, like in, in a professional sense, they've been very financially successful. I know this, and that's great for me as a career, right? Uh, but it wasn't until uh, uh, meeting Francois and, and Julianne and, and, you know, experiencing their sort of uh, uh, presentation of what it was they set out to do and, and you know, what Gregus was all about and, and learning a bit about the history and the production. Uh, and, and I was really taken aback because uh, uh, I, I would say that, you know, that a lot of people in Dallas would, would think of me as like kind of the the guy to go to uh, uh, for whiskey, not the only guy, but right. that I, you know, that a, I was very informed a, a and very, guy. yeah, very studious in, in that regard, and that I that I knew that I knew a thing or two, you know, uh, and, and so that was kind of what I was that was kind of what I was uh, associated with, I think, yeah. was, like I was mentioning before, part of my quote unquote brand, right? sure, sure. Uh, and uh, which is fine, that you know, the the way that the world at large perceives you, um, but uh, yeah, so so it was very unusual to even consider. Vodka being a part of that until I began to learn about what Grey Goose was, like yeah. the fact that, for one thing, that is 20 years old and had achieved that success already, I'm like blown away by that. Yeah. That's astronomical. And then you uh, have a previous Master Duché, right? Right, that, yeah, that's right, coming exactly. in a nose uh, Cellar Master, for those cellar that, that don't right? speak French. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I for those of us that don't pronounce it properly as well. It's <laughs> 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 Duché, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, but, but nonetheless, like this guy, mm, yeah. he's one to rally around of course yeah i and, you know i think that and and to understand like what it is to be a seller master i, I always kind of like compare it to because not a lot of people have touched uh uh made to shea yeah um in in like the like zeitgeist but they have touched somalia you know song right, movie yeah, right yeah. uh and so i'm like have you seen the movie song right and it's about master well it's about people who are studying for their master song trying to achieve that and you right. meet some master song in the process and i'm like you know, for one thing, like imagine like trying to have a, a casual conversation with them. You know, uh, they spend their entire lives like entrenched in this, and, and it's incredible. Uh, but they they live and breathe it, mm. um, and and that's sort of what it is to be a, a cellar master in, in the world of cognac. Uh, these guys are are like really forces to be reckoned with, and, and their right. palates are uh, unquestionable. Uh, and so so already like you're going from a great start, right? But it still seems strange to people in the context of vodka. Well, especially in France, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there, at that time, jarring for them culturally. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. There wasn't. There wasn't. You know, French yeah. vodka. Wouldn't that wasn't a thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, there are. There are some others sure. now. Yeah. Now, I, I don't, but I, don't he, even, I mean, I not even because I work for great. I can't. I just can't name any. Right. But no. Um, Francois ultimately created 
mm. the market. Right. He yeah. and Sydney Frank, right. And and honestly more than just more than just Grey Goose. And of course, you know, I'm sure that uh, uh, people working for other brands might disagree and, and all that you know all that I would present is that uh, there were many uh, uh, premium brands that came before Grey Goose mm-hmm. and there were many that came after uh, and and they all have you know their own purposes their own goals their own mission statements but I would say uh, uh, that Grey Goose was the first to set out intentionally uh, to create something that was sort of the opposite yeah. uh, of the language that had been around vodka up until, until that point, because it's uh, it, the the very like the actual legal language even about vodka sure. is negative. Odorless, new, yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tax and Trade Bureau you know, defines yeah. it as using those words uh, uh, about it, and uh, it's almost inherently neutered by right, definition, right. right? Yeah, this is what we think of yeah, exactly. when we think of vodka. Yeah, this is what the craft community certainly thinks of when they think of vodka. Uh, and, and so, you know, that was how I was ingrained as well. Uh, in fact, I, I'll even, I, I'll happily, you know, say it too. Uh, uh, one of my, uh, the sales consultant at the distributor that I, that I worked with uh, when I was a, a buyer at the Jewel mm-hmm. was ribbing me for it. You know, she's like, I, I couldn't get you to bring in a bottle of Grey Goose for, for one of the concepts, you know, yeah. uh, and which is, which is totally fair. But I, you know, I kind of presented as like, I, I was the skeptic right yeah. uh the the convinced skeptic because i You're just inquisitive though yeah you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. you just want all the information right yeah. yeah and and i perceived gray goose uh in the way that it had been uh presented to the world for so right. long and that's how they achieved the success they did that's that's very much i think on the shoulders of sydney frank too yeah. uh who I, I would never sort of you know profane his work because like it's like uh, you know i use Jaeger, sure. jaegermeister as an example Right, uh, like if you ignore the fact that it's a household name, we all know it, and we've all shot it, and most of us Slayer drinks it. Yeah, come on. Uh, but like you know, ignoring all of that and just think about like take the branding away, and just think about what it is, yeah. and it's this like weird black, bitter and sweet German liqueur. Uh, like it, it's like German Amari, but that right. doesn't even it's that a, doesn't so exist. It's like know? yes, it's like yeah. the neo neo surrealism ultimately french or excuse me german film that no right. one watches right, right. yeah like, exactly yeah i mean i watch it but fast, <laughs> fast being there ultimately. yeah right. right i for some reason i'm thinking of like the the mighty boosh when you say yeah, that right. like do you know what i'm talking about yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it is um, the same yeah. kind of thing like um, wait so now we know my dad knows that mm-hmm. now yes yeah you know? every right. everyone so knows what jägermeister is and 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 you know he was a master of marketing uh, and and you know we don't need to delve into his whole yeah. career, but a fascinating guy. I like started you know in, in burlap sleeping in burlap sacks, like you know, it's just like uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm um, you know, probably probably a little bit more charming, but yeah. you know. well, I, I don't know. I'd like to spend some. Time he with he him, has a know. yeah, he has a certain charm, I guess. He it's, does. It's, it's just a little not, more blue collar. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, so I'm, um, I want to ask you this about mm, Francois. Yes. I mean, I spent was had the privilege of dining mm. with Dwayne. Julian mm-hmm. and Francois the Julian. evening before, yes. which was great. So we had to, we didn't prep for the interview. <laughs> we just get to talk about French New Wave film. That's really cool. like what I kept cool, asking yes. about, right? Just like getting a Nouvelle Vague and like, right. yeah. yeah like Godard, <laughs> Truffaut, you know, yeah, and all this. Yeah, but yeah. He was an impressive man. Of course. You know? Yeah. When you met him, because I want both of these interviews to come out kind of like in sequence. And I sure. think it's perfect. Sure. Complimentary. Mm-hmm. What, did, what was your impression of him as... A man, not a not a creator, not as a distiller, not as a mm. cognac person, but just as a man. Like, man, you've got the question. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of your boss when you met him? No, because it's not. I, there's he um, is charming as yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, that's like it's an it's an important one because 
when I met Julianne, we didn't, and honestly, we didn't really have like a, a interpersonal, you yeah. know, uh, a transaction. Really, I think to a certain degree, you know, uh, uh, it was just because of the the format of it. Because um, I under I understand, like you're in another country and you're hitting a different city every day, yeah. and like you don't really speak the language particularly well, and and you know you have a translator and you're being inundated by these people. So right. like, it, you know, to me, I I almost looked at it like. I looked at it in the same way as if you were to run into like a movie star on the street, That's like, right. you know, proper, like, you know, uh, not procedure, but what, what would you say? Manners. I guess. Yeah. But like what is proper etiquette. Like sure. when you run into a movie star on the street, it's like, don't fucking run up to him and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, start talking about whatever uh, uh, movie that they did, right. uh, you know, and, and quoting lines back at them. You know, it's like uh, if you were to run into, uh, you know, like, gosh, the big Lebowski, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges, yes, thank you. I, I would talk about. I was about, to say, I was about to say Jeff Daniels for some reason. So. I would talk to Jeff Daniels and I'll fucking <laughs> yeah, heartbeat. Sure, I would too, to but different. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Very like, different conversation. The dude, um, I bet he gets it. Right, right. Yeah, imagine how tired of that he is. Yeah. And so, and so, I kind of looked at it in the same way uh, that, like, I, I very much wanted to, like, make my presence known and and you know uh, and and kind of greet them and, and welcome them to to Dallas and thank them for for the experience. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also didn't really want. You know, I, I they've got it. They've got to meet so many thirsty, like you know, young yeah. uh, up and comers that that want something from them. Give me, give me something. You have all these resources, and yeah. Uh, and so I didn't really, I didn't really do that. So, so anyway, but the question was, what was my impression of you? Yeah, I'm also oh, no, so uh, Francois. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Francois. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's even? Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's the even, movie. Yeah. I mean, Julian is that's a that's a big one. To he's hit, obviously then. a very charming gentleman. Yes, but like yeah. Francois feels a, like yeah, a movie we've, star. We've talked about Julian anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I think, uh, Francois, my, my impression of him was, yeah, as, as you say, actually, you know, of, of a movie star when we're talking about, you know, Truffaut and things like that, like, uh, like he could be, uh, oh, what was his name? He was in like Le Samurai and, and all oh, that uh, kind of stuff and, uh, 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 he could have been a, a young Alain Delon, you know, yeah. uh, very, very cultured, very, very, you know, suave, and uh, you know, just demure is not a word you usually use for men, but yeah, that's just, a, that is an unusual context, but I think that's what you're it, saying, it yeah, really, really humble makes sense, humble, humble yeah, yeah, but a, but a humility that comes from uh, uh, experience and influence. And, and I think, like, yeah. that's something that I've been thinking about a lot, actually, that, like, not to compare <laughs> at no, all right. the degree of my influence, you know, to, to that of, of Francois. Um, but, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot in this context because, I mean, this, this has been madness, like, this past month. I, and, and I don't think that I need to, like, you know, sugarcoat that. I don't think that it's, like, no, you know, I have an amazing, I have the coolest up, job man. on the planet. Yeah. I have the coolest job on the planet. But it's been incredibly difficult. It stretched me absolutely to my fullest potential i feel yeah. and it's been very rewarding to, to Beyond do that the 40 <laughs> right yes yeah we are at 100 that's right we are at 100 no uh, it's probably 96 yeah. <laughs> you still got some leeway yeah there. maybe so maybe so this this past week felt like 100 <laughs> um but uh so I, but the reason the reason i say is that a, a thought that's been on my mind a lot is that i feel that i am uh i feel that my ego is shrinking and that i'm becoming uh I'm becoming more, what's the right way to say it? Okay, uh, I feel that my self-esteem is growing and yeah. that my ego is shrinking. How about that? That's great. Like, so I feel like confidence, but you don't feel the, in, just the I, I'm humbled need daily. to display it. I'm humbled daily, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that in the day that I, that I can deliver what is being asked of me or wouldn't be asked of me, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so I 
put aside, like we're saying, you know, the desire to quit, the desire to run, you know, whatever. Just put that aside, and and this is what's in front of us, and we're gonna deal with this. We're gonna adapt, and and on to the next thing. And that literally, that can be literally like minute to minute, or it can be day to day, or week yeah. to week. Or I oh, God, I hope it gets week to week one day. <laughs> it, it will, and then if it, it'll be month to month. But right. I yeah. I didn't realize, and I never even thought that that concept of duality and that concept of black and white mm. would then come full circle here. Yeah. So you're in town. I know that you had some of the other gray goose ambassadors in town. I yes. missed Selena was one. Everyone yeah. everyone was here. Yeah. yeah. It was um, incredible and I just didn't have the opportunity to chat. I would love to chat with everybody. Yeah. I'm like I'm so everybody. I'm so disappointed now. We had a blast. <laughs> but I you know, I almost feel like I cuz I wouldn't have been able to to like really uh, apply my my full attention yeah. you know, to to getting to know you as well, which is which is such a pleasure. No, it's now been, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, this is these kinds of experiences and be, finally being connected to to the brand itself. I mm-hmm. mean, I, again, I'm going to say one of the most moving moments I've had in chatting with anybody is sitting down, being tired, <laughs> having drank a bit, <laughs> and that's not really my style, right? Yeah. Like I, I I really want to be prepared. Yes, with the interviews and stuff, but which you, you obviously are. I mean, well, you've done your research, which is hilarious. like the idea of someone researching me is still hilarious. Is that strange for anybody? Like, I'm like, why? What is, what is wrong with this yeah. guy? But, uh, but like, no, please, yeah, yeah. But six thirty in the morning at the West End downtown to yes. have that moment with Julian and Francois, and they were so present. Mm. We were all so connected, mm. and it was a moment in which I felt pulled to the terroir, pulled to the place, pulled. Mm the man wow. pulled to the product in a way I never had been yeah, before. Magnetic, yeah. You know? And that's that's the thing that all of a sudden I just started saying, well, I want to connect more with Greg Goose. Mm. You guys are doing something different. You're doing something artistic, you know? Yeah. Something that, I'm, it, for me anyway, I was able to connect wow. with it a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know? God, that I, I that's, Probably the best plug that we could ask for. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Wow. That's uh, it, that is incredibly uh, uh, kind of you, and I'm I'm thrilled that like you've had the experience that I've had. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I like I said, I, you know, I came as a I came as a skeptic. I I had a perception of it that was completely shattered yeah. as I actually got right? to know it. You go yeah. in and you're like, eh, right. I know, I know this, I know that. And right. Then you come in, right. you're like. Well, I've softened up to this thing. <laughs> I've softened up a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, know, I, like I know that. nothing. Yeah. Because then we're we're open again. And we're not just so yes. fully committed in our corner to yes. some perspective. I love that you said that. Yeah, because I, I think that like, you know, uh, and, and we were also talking, you know, off mic about yeah. uh, about just the fact that I'm a, I, I would consider myself agnostic and, and kind of what that means to yeah. me. Uh, but I, I think it applies to everything. I Like, of course, it's a conversation about, you know, uh, whether or not there's a higher power and what that looks like and so All forth. Right. And, which is which is a wonderful subject to dive into that we probably should not begin or we'll never stop. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna need another uh, you know. bottle run for that, right? Yeah. yeah, it's but it is certainly it is certainly a a philosophy of, of having an open mind and accepting that like while it it is human to believe we we must believe something uh, that we don't have proof of of what that might be and because of that uh, mm. it, it teaches a degree of tolerance and I think that you know like you're saying like you know to to have that that open mind is to have uh, you know, just just that little bit of tolerance, you know, for your fellow man, uh, and, compassion, and, and it, you know, in a grander sense, like yeah. as we were discussing politics, you know, that 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 is something missing now because when when people are so sure of their beliefs, then they have no room for people to disagree. I know. Uh, but also, you know, in, in this capacity of of you know brands and and so forth, uh, uh, forgetting about branding 
can sometimes allow you to understand the brand better. Yeah. And that's not even necessarily knock on, on the branding that's been done because branding branding is, uh, uh, you know, unless unless you're an incredible talent. And, and I really I, I really do think that what we're doing now, you know, may bring us ahead of that game. But generally speaking, branding is, uh, it's reflexive. It's like, it's, it's uh, reactive, yeah. it's reactive. Yeah. Um, like we see that this is in the market and so we're going to adapt to it. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think that to have that open mind and, and to take the branding away and just see it for what it is without all the labels and, and so forth yeah. uh, can take you out of that and even ahead of it, uh, you know, to where you allow people to make a decision for themselves yeah, and, and trust about, that they will make the right decision. And it's about people yeah. instead of right. things. Individuals, yeah. yes. And like, it, you know, because every single sip of gray goose that enables me to be employed and us to do these wonderful things and jet set around the world and yeah. hang out in all these cool food and beverage spots like you know that's all because somebody somewhere had a martini or yeah. a vodka soda or you know a, a, a vodka gimlet or, or whatever right you know uh like or, or some you know amazing craft cocktail you know uh uh like all all of this is because there there are people out there that are having those experiences and so it's good to, I think, remember that. Sure. And and of course we have to work on a macro scale. We are a global company. And Big, and, massive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think there's still room for to stop right. smell the flowers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? To have to have a real you know interpersonal connection to win one person over. Yeah. You know? um, and I think that that's kind of what it will be for the next ten years. Yeah. Well, I've got because I know you know being in Austin, you were just in San Antonio today. Mm. You're doing this massive tour. I've got two questions left for sure. you. I know that Please, yeah. you're going to do some great stuff after you probably depart here this evening. <laughs> well, one I want to take, we'll take it off and we'll come back to Vive, which is kind of well, I think one of the reasons you guys are in, we're all in town That's collected. Right. That's right. But yes. I'm really curious to know and I ask this of all the guests, but yeah. it it really it kind of ref- it demonstrates some things about their personalities, reveals perhaps some mm. things. So let's say you are drinking whatever you want. Okay. at your favorite bar in the world wherever that may be yes let's let's do say that right and so you're <laughs> just there at the bar okay having a great drink and you could have a conversation with anybody mm. living or deceased who would you love and this can change this the yeah, thing, yeah. Say, well there's, a, there's only one like well no it can change yeah, based right, on our right. personality yeah. based on the seasons and all that sure who might you like to have a conversation with at the bar uh you know i i think which I hate that this will be uh, such a common answer. Uh, I would imagine it's a common answer, mm. uh, but certainly meaningful to me. One, one would certainly be Abraham Lincoln, and, and some. Of, I'm, I'm a huge That's Lincoln great. file. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. You know, ever I like God. It, it was actually an Austin. It was probably like ten years ago that I read uh, Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin, which is like a just like hefty like 800 page tome, yeah. and it, you look at it and, and you're like, I don't want to pick that up, <laughs> uh, but it just flies and, and it reads like. It reads as if she was his close personal friend. She was there for all these conversations. You know, wow. it's really, really amazing. And if you ever want to certainly understand the man, but also to understand, you know, whether it's diplomacy or or uh, uh, leadership or, right. or or just being a husband, right? right. Yeah, uh, and he would he would definitely be one. And actually, there's there's a particular quote that I will never uh, forget from that. Uh, and it's a young Lincoln, uh, long before his successes. He's a lawyer. You right. know, uh, he's he's in Chicago actually. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been there long a few years uh and it's in a letter uh that he writes to his buddy uh his last name is speed i can't remember his first name um but he writes his letter to speed and and they've had they both had real uh, uh tragedy recently mm-hmm. in, in their uh romantic lives uh so uh speed's 
uh, I want to make sure that I'm getting this right because I believe it's Speed's fiance who has died mm. and Abraham Lincoln's who has left him. Um, and, uh, you know, so they're both kind of going through this together. They're both lawyers, uh, young, you know, aspirational men and right. really you know, face this challenge. Uh, and so they have, you know, this, this correspondence. It would be like being able to read our text today, you know. Uh, but, but he says it, it's certainly more lofty than I think what we text back and forth now. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but he says it is the peculiar misfortune of both you and I to dream dreams of Elysium, which no earthly thing can realize. And that's just like, just gripping. Like, uh, to, to feel all at once, like, his incredible sadness uh, and, and his aspiration. And, and I, I think it's easy to think of that as, as a negative statement, but it's something that I really, I really relate to yeah. uh, on, on, a, on a really personal level. And I think, like we were talking about before, that there's only so much that we get to experience and how precious that little bit is. Uh, um, but, you know, that's like that sentence alone, you know, I want to sit and have a, a drink with him. But Boundless. I, I'd like to, I'd like to explore, yeah. especially, you know, if it was uh, an Abraham Lincoln who, you know, his ghost or something, he's come back from the dead or something, you know, whatever, uh, to, to ask, you know, like how, like, how did that work out? You yeah. know, did you, did you realize those dreams? I mean, you, you did these amazing things and, and you see it, you know, all throughout his life that no matter how much he accomplishes, he's not satisfied. It's not, it's not enough. It's right. not, he, like, he, he didn't, it wasn't perfect. It could have been better. Um, and, and he holds himself to that standard. I think that's why he was so successful. Ironically um, enough, the only thing, and mm-hmm. this is not a joke, the only thing yeah. that can stop a man so ambitious is the bullet of an assassin. Mm. Seriously. You know, wow. he'll never yeah. move. It's the only thing that can take him out of that perpetual movement yeah. forward. Well, all right, yeah. amazing, um, amazing thing. But I do want to talk about this last piece. Mm. Which I wish oh, I got you, to do one. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's on. a great part. You're like, well, yeah. when I come to, I want to do. Yeah, one. I want to do the next one. I want. Uh, I want to do Ibn Al Sina next. Time. Right? Like, <laughs> I try to think about who the hell I want to talk to. It's yeah. hard to say, but right. <laughs> I want. I wish you could have pulled up the mini cocktail mm. vehicle. Is that a good word for it? V- sure, Vive is, sure. is Vive in the spirit of this incredible experience. It's cocktails in a moving vehicle but it's not moving yes. at the time right Can yeah so so is? what so what you're asking about is is the camionette, ah, the camionette uh, yeah. and uh you know la camionette uh, it sounds so sexy sure. and it's just french for van uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's good, right? yeah it's, it's much better it's much better in the french and yeah. that's why even why it's difficult for a lot of americans to say we, we keep it that way because it's a lot sexier that way. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh so it, and it is a repurposed uh gosh is it a peugeot or oh or yeah citron or I'm, not, I'm not sure whatever it is i'm not sure exactly yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's a French vehicle, uh, that's been kind of completely over, re- overhauled and, and redone, uh, and, and designed to look like a boulangerie. There's like, you know, Amazing. some wonderful, you know, uh, uh baguettes in, yeah. in the window and, uh, all, all designed to evoke like the, you know, soft French winter wheat that, you know, yeah. produce Grey Goose with, uh, uh and, and kind of evo- like begin that story before you even get inside. Uh, but it is, you know, we kind of bill it as, uh, the world's most intimate martini bar. And I definitely experienced, you know, that intimacy in, in the process. Like, yeah. I, you know, because there were there was a time or two that like there was just one person that was just like, I, I got to get in. I got to do it. And, you know, so they just crammed, you know, there's two seats, and, you know, and, and a bartender. Oh, man. And they just, you know, just cram in behind them. So we got real close. You That's know? amazing. Uh, but it, it was really it's really a fun experience. It's like 15 minute experience. And uh, you basically, basically, you know, you come with a with a friend or a guest and. You have a seat, and you know uh, an ambassador uh, for Grey Goose will prepare 
three cocktails, uh, you know, two classic martinis, mm. uh, vodka martinis, um, excuse me, uh, for, you know, each guest, and then uh, one each of a gypsy queen and a flame of love. Wow. And they are, it's, there's, a, there's a real uh, range, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you, you get a, an incredible, like, spectrum, too, as far as, like, you know, flavor profiles and so forth. And I think that it's always surprising just on, on that, you know, basic uh, visceral physical level, uh, surprising to people that martinis can be so much. Yeah. And that's part of why we do it, uh, you know, because martinis are a very nebulous concept and they're meant to be uh, uh, personalized and, uh, and so Seems forth. Seems like but, a very transportative mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it is. I see because, what you did there. Yeah, because, <laughs> again, you know, tying it back, yeah. lingerie, it, yeah. lingerie it's, it, it's the beautiful part yeah. of yeah, France. Yeah. Yeah, it, no, absolutely. The smells and just yes. the lines. And the yeah, it's, and like, you know, and so, so and, and that was, I, I think, you know, two questions that were kind of rolled into one because, of course, what is what is the camionette and then what is Vive? Uh, and yeah. Vive, while the camionette is an expression of Vive, Vive is our focus for this year. It's like it, distilling the, like, distilling the entire focus of the year down into one word, and, and it's Vive. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, ambitious and vivacious and, lively and, and yeah. fun loving but at the same time you know it's something that is uh, uh cultured and uh, it's it's something that is um what's the right word feels uh, nuanced yeah yeah yeah. Uh, right? like, yeah exactly you know it's it, it vive vive is uh you know we, we use uh the great gatsby as an example you know uh, uh nick gatsby is as an example of of you know what viving is obviously it didn't work out as well as you might wish for him in the end <laughs> yeah. uh he had of course his his fatal flaw and it's a you know tragic comedy and that's yeah. you know we all we all know this wonderful book but uh you know it, his in in his moment like that's that's what it looks like is here is a man who with a single purpose mm. uh has not just changed himself uh but has changed the world around him which i think is the most human thing uh you know, i think that we become human when we stop Trying to uh, uh, just survive and begin to reach out. We don't. We don't just change ourselves. Now we start to change the world around us yeah. uh, and and affect uh, the world. And and I think that you know, of course, he he became a man of, of influence and culture and, and taste uh, and a man who knew what he wanted and and uh, you know at least at least for a while got it. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. I think another another you know kind of significant example, of course, being. Uh, uh, you know your your classic James Bond and sure. kind of tied into the story of the Martini, right? I mean, everybody's like shocked by this guy, and you know, back in the '60s, like you knew it was stirred, yeah. and here's this guy who's walking, and he's like, I know how it's supposed to be, you know, I, I know, like I, I know how it's prepared. I I want I want it shaken, uh, and he has the confidence to say everybody else is going that way, but I'm going this way, uh, and and people were were captivated by that. Right? Tell me, and these so that, aren't yeah. the quintessential. Metaphors for Grey Goose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Counter culture. Yes. Revolutionary. Yes. Subversive. Right. All these things. And so the fact that we actually get to sit here and talk about this in this yeah. in this way, mm. this perhaps is one of the most literary conversations. <laughs> Which that's great. Yeah, you know, we can we can pound week, shots gonna, next time and yeah, just talk about <laughs> yeah, talking about main Metallica, right. man. But I love Metallica, don't get me wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really just a brilliant pleasure, man, to to chat with you. And we're you know, we're sipping the, in this case, the mm, accoutrement yeah. is the Criterion Rum. You know, this is the second time I've had it during a conversation. Yeah, no, please, please. And yeah. it's just fucking insane. Oh and it kind of doesn't need the press. Mm. You know what I mean? It's an amazing, self-evident, 
it's beauty is self-evident yeah absolutely and most of that stuff coming out of foursquare and richard sales is oh, insane right incredible yeah yeah it's um, pretty amazing but i you know thank you so much for stopping by we made yeah, this happen in a short notice which is great and i just i can't see a better fit for this team i can't thank you. thank you so much see a better opportunity for you and it is really exciting for me to see how this transpires for you as a man <laughs> as yes. a soon-to-be husband yes as someone finally reaching their 30s right yeah <laughs> for better or for worse true yes. tra- you'll transcend yes. right right It'll yeah of course after the after this is all uphill it's all, right? it's all no, easy yeah, yeah no right uphill yeah that's right no <laughs> or wait which 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 one are we saying those, those never did make sense did they? never did yeah, but it's more sisyphian really it's going to be a brilliant brilliant run yeah I, ho- I hope so i i mean to i mean to make it so yeah and and you know there's no you can only of course control yourself and, and what you do but i think that I have a lot of resources, I have a lot of support, uh, and, and a lot of people that uh, that can guide me you know, on, on that path, and I'm just really, really excited to be here and, and take it minute by minute. <laughs> Best way to do so. Yeah. Thank you, Ian, for chatting with me. It's Thank you really so much. Pleasure. Yeah. So there we have it, Mr. Ian O'Reilly of Grey Goose Vodka, the new Texas ambassador, has had a great experience so far since starting in July. Get to talk about the most intimate, sexy cocktail experience at Camionette. Brought to you by Great Goose Vodka and so much more. A guy who is wise beyond his years. He's not even 30 yet, and I'm very excited to see what kinds of things Ian does next. So, Ian, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. So insightful and so helpful for me. Sometimes when you talk to these guests, you're in a particular place yourself, and this really helps you get some clarity. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how much you're enjoying Season 2 of Judd Apatow's Love on Netflix, or if you're thinking... I'm pretty sure it's going to be scary as shit, so I'm going to go see it this weekend. Please keep dancing.